We here at Sports Best Friends acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people as the traditional custodians of the land, water and sky throughout Australia on which we record. We recognise their strength, diversity, resilience and deep connection to country. We pay our respects to Elders of the past, present and future as they hold the memories, knowledge and spirit of Australia. Hello and welcome to Sports Best Friends NRL Adoro <coughs> Rugby League Podcast. This season is Solo Uno. I'm Big T, views on my own and recording these views not on the Ruben Wiki hotline but instead uh, by myself to do sickness, illness, separation bits. Um, unfortunately, OD can't be with me tonight. I know, second week in and already. We've been stitched, but hopefully we'll be able to scatter some OD thoughts throughout the ep. Uh, obviously, we've got my my nephews coming up a bit later as well, but we've had the first full round of NRL M, so let's do's. Culture Club versus Flap City Thursday night. We're going to start with at Tits, at tits Vix Jack Thick. Excellent account. Unfortunately, it's a private one, so good luck. Uh, being able to follow it, but <clears throat> she stood it up. I've been so busy with work, I've missed a lot of NRL stories. I know Cleary is out for three weeks, but when is Tom Travojevic due to play this year, round three, when they play the bottom eight team? Oh, snap. There we go, Vic hitting them hard. Tom was, mm, I wouldn't say he was there, but he certainly was a lot quieter than he was last year. I think that had a lot to do with just Penrith's incredible defence. Line speed and whatnot just meant that the forwards couldn't move, and so DCE, Foran, and, and Tom Travojevich couldn't be anywhere near as dominant as they wanted to be. At Matt Moylan's legs, Disco Inferno tweeted, Tago just stole Tom Sol, and Tago had a great game, first half and second half. I think I heard in the call that he was their, he was their rookie of the year last year, but he was great, and, and considering he's come into that coveted, Left side centre position. He was fantastic all game, both sides of the ball. At MJ Eagle 23, <clears throat> this isn't a worry for me. I didn't expect us to win. Yes, we've been blown out, but we always lose round one. The only worry I have is how poor Parker and Croker have been. Parker uh, is a given, more worried about LC uh, when he went back, or going back to Lachlan Croker, going back to the 2017 2020 form. Foz, our best without doubt. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think Kieran Foran was great, particularly in defence. I certainly see what he's saying about um, Parker and, and Croker, but there was that particular bit where they seemed to finally get a roll on and, and um, their dummy half got up and just threw the ball, like just dropped it essentially forward in front of them. was so tired. Um, and I, it may have been greasy, I don't really know, but it didn't look good and a lot of Manly fans would have been shivering uh, at that feeling. At Nat underscore Sinclair 93 tweeted... 48 wins and five losses with Jerome Lulaway in the halves. Jesus fucking Christ. Head explain emoji. Head exploding emoji. He is, I mean, he was quite well rated last year in their success and, and obviously he had a great origin, origin um, campaign. 
But he is quietly possibly the best 5'8 in the comp. I'm trying to... Outside of... Yeah, no, I'm trying to think of someone better. Anyway, he... Um, his kicking game is still excellent, even with that new halves partner that they had to chuck in late. Um, his defense is great. He's such a good hype man. Uh, he, he backs up. He's great. He's, he's a great 5'8". Kebab stores versus feet fans. This didn't go the way I thought it was going to go. I mean, I knew that South's, their premiership window was closing, but I didn't know that we were going to see a Brisbane team this good. At Butsy, triple eight. Someone tell Selwyn Cobbo that Josh Mansour has a family. Now, I love that tweet because <clears throat> anytime I'm getting outdone pretty much by anything, but particularly if I'm playing some kind of sport, touch football, basketball, whatever, one of my things that I love to say when someone does something good in front of me or, or despite me is that I would say, a, I will line like, come on, man, don't embarrass me. I've got, I've got family in the crowd. Um, to try and get some kind of small laugh. Now, that retweet reminded me of that immediately because Selwyn Cobbo did that incredible inside-out step, but he, he he turned Josh inside-out and was stepping in before Josh was inside the out of his inside-out, if you catch my drift. It was incredible. Josh had already been, was being stepped and was stepped again before he'd realised how badly he'd been stepped the first time. It was so good. So, so good, so on. At the bad boy Chapo, this isn't a good south side. And it's predominantly the back line was just not as good as we've seen for a long time. I know a lot of people put that down to Reynolds, uh, but Tane Milne wasn't great for us at the Tigers, and our back lines are, have been traditionally pretty bad for a long time. So for him to be a standout in my memory for not being great, he just looked not great again in this game. Um, but I can't think of anyone other than... Alex Johnson was great, but everyone else, that Dan Gagai drop or a trade, re-signing, whatever you want to call it, to Newcastle, looks like it's going to be just as big a problem as, as the Alex Johnson one. And also not having um, not having their fullback as well as also a massive problem until he comes back. And then finally, Adbudunya, he said, <clears throat> glory holes greater than glory, glory. What a phenomenal tweet. Hashtag Capewell forever. Obviously, there is that horrible, sad story about Capewell and, and, and the glory hole issue, but um, still, it seems to be a, a great, way to, great way to lord him now uh, and then being greater than glory, glory. Fantastic tweet, mate. Your Mighty West Tigers versus Storm. Now, I can't remember what we called Storm. Or oh, maybe it was Cam Burglars. Nailed it. Your Mighty West Tigers versus Cam Burglars. And uh, we're going to start with at Mitch underscore 90. Wait, did they, make Lake Luke, did they make Luke Brooks good? The rules have gone too far. <laughs> His fierce tackle options in this one were really good. His defense was was normally quite has been normally quite good. He has some work, I think, to do with Oliver. I think he's on that side. Um, because Oliver kept coming in and, and not trusting anyone. But other than that, Luke did look great. Um, Decision-making and fist tackle options. So exciting as a member of the Luke Brooks Island. At me underscore DC tweeted, that's the WT I know. Second tackle turnover, unnecessary offload, followed by a dumb penalty. The unnecessary offload. Oh, I can see it. I was screamed at the uh, screen when that happened. Could not believe that unnecessary push. And of course, we had lots of dumb penalties. In fact, there was... Maybe it's just because the rule changes come back. There's no six against inside that half. But it felt like there were lots of them in all the games I saw today where you just... There were piggyback penalties all weekend. And 
that might be something that we're all getting back used to, not not giving away, but they were they were frustrating. At Braden J. Brady, <clears throat> Oliver Gildart, still defending like ass. A pity because he's been a great mover and attack. I completely agree. He had he was a a plus on the attacking side of the ball, but he had some glaring problems on the um, defensive side. I, I, I know the first try is almost directly because of him, and then there was another one where he jammed in way too early and and left us in the lurch on, the, on that far side. I don't think he's the difference, but. He definitely brought that Super League defense with him. At Brisbane underscore Mayor, Jerome Hughes picks his spot to perfection almost every time. He was great in this game, unfortunately. I think he is on my fantasy team, so that's great. But that right foot, right foot, right foot step where he scores in the middle, um, under the post, just through our middles, with um, Dane Laurie just overcommitting, watching the halfback, assuming he's going to kick, and then because he steps hard right twice, Dane's already overcommitted, he creates a huge space and coming out of the defensive line or scooting along the defensive line as a good fullback should but leaving too much gap there so Jerome Hughes great and then I think he did something else later in the game which also created another try he's great he's excellent at Simon underscore ill 97 tweeted I hate rugby league why do these bastards give me hope Simon as well said sir but I think I think it was a good um it was the hope. I mean, it's always going to be the hope. And everyone on social media was saying that we played well and it looked good. And Melbourne always wins the first game, so the fact that we almost took it all the way, you know, is, is exciting and whatnot. I'm just glad we were back on. I've got to tell you, I didn't watch it with sound because I was too nervous and too whatever, but uh, I was surprised. I was surprised at times at how well we played, particularly that one, that, that try that we took where we stole it in the air. Uh, that kick looked great. And then the fact that we came down with it, I was like, that's not something that normally happens. So it's good. There's a, there's a chance that this year is different. Well, I'm hoping OD's got some wowments. My wowment is always when a losing team has an odd number. I think I've said that before on the pot a bunch of times. And so Canberra's 24 beating uh, the Sharks, who were 19, I should say. What, what do I call Gra- Canberra? Oh, they have a good name. They are called Nation's Capital. Hmm. Oh, the Horn, something to do with the Clap. That's it. They did have a good name. The Clap, 24. And then Oons, no, they're not Oonspace. They're uh, Old Gill, 19. <clears throat> it was a really good game. Nico Hines played pretty well, um, considering he had so much pressure on him. I thought. You know, he, he just has to be mediocre and everyone's going to kill him or average and everyone's going to be killing him. He was slightly above. It was also great to see Chance looking good. Jack White obviously was massive in this game. But the point of the game is that Moylan kicks a field goal with seven minutes to go-ish, in the last 10 anyway. And they just need to defend that and Canberra put it to him. 24-19. Well, we found uh, the end of another ep. You legends who listened all the way through, thank you. We hope that you always... Get your dummies bought when you sell them. Give the podcast a cheeky five-star as well. Tell your friends. If you've been listening, OD, if any of your sandbites got in, thanks for that, champion. Enjoy your sport for another week. Get around good people on the socials, and we'll talk to you next time, Sports Best Friends. Hello, and welcome to Sports Best Friends, NRL Adoro, <coughs> rugby league podcast this season is solo uno. It will be unbelievable and I think it 
There probably would be a dream that we're chasing, and um, I just hope we go good. I'm Big T Views on my own. I'm recording these views not on the Ruben Wiki hotline, but instead uh, by myself to do sickness, illness, separation bits. Um, unfortunately, OD can't be with me tonight. I know, second week in and already we've been stitched, but hopefully we'll be able to scatter some OD thoughts throughout the app. Uh, obviously, we've got my, car, my nephews coming up a bit later as well, but we've had the first full round of NRL M, so let's do's. Anybody watched a series of rugby league games, they'd never go back to watching Union or AFL or soccer. Culture Club versus Flap City Thursday night. We're going to start with at Tits at Tits Vix Jack Thick. Excellent account. Unfortunately, it's a private one, so good luck uh, being able to follow it. But <clears throat> she stood it. I've been so busy with work, I've missed a lot of NRL stories. I know Cleary is out for three weeks, but when is Tom Travoyevich due to play this year, round three, when they play the bottom eight team? Oh snap! There we go, Vic, hitting them hard. Tom was. Mm, I wouldn't say he was there, but he certainly was a lot quieter than he was last year. I think that had a lot to do with just Penrith's incredible defence. Line speed and whatnot just meant that the forwards couldn't move, and so DCE, Foran, and, and Tom Travoyevich couldn't be anywhere near as dominant as they wanted to be. At Matt Moylan's legs, Disco Inferno tweeted, Tago just stole Tom Sol, and Tago had a great game, first half and second half. I think I heard in the call that he was there... He was their Rookie of the Year last year, but he was great. And, and considering he's come into that coveted left-side centre position, he was fantastic all game, both sides of the ball. At MJ Eagle 23 <clears throat> this isn't a worry for me. I didn't expect us to win. Yes, we've been blown out, but we always lose round one. The only worry I have is how poor Parker and Croker have been. Parker uh, is a given, more worried about LC uh, when he went back, or going back to... Lachlan Croker going back to the 2017-2020 form. Foz, our best, our best without doubt. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think Kieran Foran was great, particularly in defence. I certainly see what he's saying about um, Parker and, and Croker, but there was that particular bit where they seemed to finally get a roll on and, and um, their dummy half got up and just threw the ball, like just dropped it essentially forward in front of them. It was so tired. Um, and I, it may have been greasy, I don't really know, but... It didn't look good, and a lot of Manly fans would have been shivering uh, at that feeling. At Nat underscore Sinclair 93 tweeted, 48 wins and five losses with Jerome Lulaway in the halves. Jesus fucking Christ. Head explain emoji. Head exploding emoji. He is, I mean, he was quite well rated last year in their success, and, and obviously he had a great origin, origin um, campaign. But he is quietly possibly the best 5-8 in the comp. I'm trying to... Outside of... Yeah, no, I'm trying to think of something better. Anyway, he, um, his kicking game is still excellent, even with that new halves partner that they had to chuck in late. Um, his defense is great. He's such a good hype man. Uh, he, he backs up. He's great. He's a great 5-8. Kebab stores versus feet fans. This didn't go the way I thought it was going to go. I mean, I knew that South's, their premiership window was closing, but I didn't know that we were going to see a Brisbane team this good. At Butsy, triple eight. Someone tell Selwyn Cobbo that Josh Mansour has a family. Now, I love that tweet because 
anytime I'm getting outdone pretty much by anything, but particularly if I'm playing some kind of sport, touch football, basketball, whatever, one of my things that I love to say when someone does something good in front of me or, or despite me is that I would say, I will line like, come on, man, don't embarrass me. I've got, I've got family in the crowd. Um, to try and get some kind of small laugh. Now, that retweet reminded me of that immediately because Selwyn Cobbo did that incredible inside-out step, but he, he, he turned Josh inside-out and was stepping in before Josh was inside the out of his inside-out, if you catch my drift. It was incredible. Josh had already been, was being stepped and was stepped again before he'd realized how badly he'd been stepped the first time. It was so good. So, so good, Selwyn. At the bad boy Chapo. This isn't a good south side. And it's predominantly the back line was just not as good as we've seen for a long time. I know a lot of people put that down to Reynolds. Uh, but Tane Milne wasn't great for us at the Tigers. And our back lines are, have been traditionally pretty bad for a long time. So for him to be a standout in my memory for not being great, he just looked not great again in this game. Um, but I can't think of anyone other than Alex Johnson was great, but everyone else. That dang guy drop or a trade re-signing, whatever you want to call it, to Newcastle, looks like it's going to be just as big a problem as, as the Alex Johnson one. And also not having um, not having their fullback as well as also a massive problem until he comes back. And then finally, Adbudunya. He said, <clears throat> glory holes greater than glory, glory. What a phenomenal tweet. Hashtag Capewell forever. Obviously, there is that horrible, sad story about Capewell and, and, the, and the glory hole issue, but um, still, it seems to be a, a great, way to, great way to lord him now uh, and then being greater than glory, glory. Fantastic tweet, mate. Marshall, Marshall, and still with Marshall. Your Mighty West Tigers versus Storm. Now, I can't remember what we called Storm. Oh, maybe it was Cam Burglars. Nailed it. Your Mighty West Tigers versus Cam Burglars. And uh, we're going to start with at Mitch underscore 90. Wait, did they, make Lake Luke, ugh, did they make Luke Brooks good? The rules have gone too far. <laughs> His fierce tackle options in this one were really good. His defense was, was normally quite, has been normally quite good. He has some work, I think, to do with Oliver. I think he's on that side. Because um, Oliver kept coming in and, and not trusting anyone, but other than that, Luke did look great. Um, Decision making and fist tackle options, so exciting. As a member of the Luke Brooks Island, at me underscore DC tweeted, "That's the WT I know." Second tackle turnover, unnecessary offload, followed by a dumb penalty. The unnecessary offload. Oh, I can see it. I was screamed at the uh, screen when that happened. Could not believe. That unnecessary push. And of course, we had lots of dumb penalties. In fact, there was... Maybe it's just because the rule changes come back. There's no six against inside that half. But it felt like there were lots of them in all of the games I saw today where you just... There were piggyback penalties all weekend. And that might be something that we're all getting back used to, not, not giving away, but they were, they were frustrating. At Braden J. Brady. <clears throat> Oliver Gildart still defending like ass. A pity because he's been a great mover and attack. I completely agree. He had he was A A plus on the attacking side of the ball, but he had some glaring problems on the um defensive side. I, I, I know the first try is almost directly because of him. And then there was another one where he jammed in way too early and and left us in the lurch on, the, on that far side. I don't think he's the difference, but he definitely brought that Super League defense with him. At Brisbane underscore Mayor, 
Jerome Hughes picks his spot to perfection almost every time. He was great in this game, unfortunately. I think he is on my fantasy team, so that's great. But that right foot, right foot, right foot step where he scores in the middle, um, under the post, just through our middles, with um, Dane Laurie just overcommitting, watching the halfback, assuming he's going to kick, and then because he steps hard right twice, Dane's already overcommitted. He creates a huge space and coming out of the defensive line. Or scooting along the defensive line as a good fullback should, but leaving too much gap there. So Jerome is great. And then I think he did something else later in the game. He also created another try. He's great. He's excellent. At Simon underscore ill97 tweeted, I hate rugby league. Why do these bastards give me hope? Simon, it's well said, sir. But I think I think it was a good... Um, it was the hope. I mean, it's always going to be the hope. And everyone on social media was saying that we played well and it looked good. And Melbourne always wins the first game. So the fact that we almost took it all the way, you know, is, is exciting and whatnot. I'm just glad we were back on. I've got to tell you, I didn't watch it with sound because I was too nervous and too whatever. But uh, I was surprised. I was surprised at times at how well we played, particularly that one, that, that try that we took where we stole it in the air. Uh, that kick looked great. And then the fact that we came down with it, I was like, that's not something that normally happens. So it's good. There's a, there's a chance that this year is different. And finally, here's a fun little addition that's going to happen each week. It's courtesy of Hectic RL Podcast oh, and David Hunter through there. His incredible mind that loves, a, uh, loves an Excel spreadsheet has come up with a fantastic way of doing the Hyper M, like the Daily M, but the Hyper M. Um, and so from each week, I think he's going to send me a top 10 from each week. So each, a whole bunch of people volunteered. Uh, he came out with an incredible ladder because he's extremely well at, adept at organizing stuff, particularly um, particularly this kind of, well, I don't want to say point scoring, but things that have like some kind of competition thing. Anyone would just go, okay, you know, just say who you think the best one was and we move on. But David is quite good at adding additional detail that might seem like it's, uh, additional and unnecessary but once you actually start to get into the uh, final points of it it's in, not only is it necessary it's actually really clever um, so drafting that he did recently was fantastic I'd love to get into it on a later date or I'm sure he'll release a podcast about it which I strongly recommend you listen to him talk to about but this week or every week um, he'll have different people monitoring each game he's not allowing you to do the game that you have a that is obviously your team you get to you get to pick a 3-2-1 from both teams um, but then the thing that happens from that is there's a multiplier on it, on the winners and losers of that game. And I think it's something like um, 1.12 or something fun like that. He did send it to me in a, in a DM group, which is extremely long, and a thousand people talk about the game um, all the time. So it is hard to find. But in it, I think if you're the winner uh, and you're the... If you're on the winning team and you win by 13 plus, then your score is multiplied by 1.15. So if you get three in that game, obviously that three is then multiplied by 1.15. If your team only wins one to 12, it's multiplied by 1.075. If it's a draw, your three to one is the same. If you're the team that loses uh, by one to 12, your three is multiplied by um, 0.92, your three or your two or your one. And if you lose, then it's multiplied by 0.85. So you're still getting points if you're the losing person, but you can't get the same amount of points um, as the winning best player in that team. I hope that makes sense. So the top 10 that he's got this week um, from what has happened so far is that Dylan Edwards was the number one. He was on four points. Jake Clifford, Payne Haas, Regan Campbell-Gillard and Michaela Ravalavoir are the top five. 
Josh Papali, Dane Laurie, Jerome Hughes, Brian Kelly, and Martin Tapau uh, round out the top 10. Marty ended up with 3.03. Now, it might sound convoluted, but I'm sure over the whole entire series, series it'll sound great. Um, he's going to send an additional thing that I'll put at the end of this because he's going to explain it better than me, but I just wanted to quickly chuck this in. Um, so, thank you, David. Wow! Well, I'm hoping OD's got some wowments. My wowment is always when a losing team has an odd number. I think I've said that before on the pot a bunch of times. And so Canberra's 24 beating uh, the Sharks, who were 19, or I should say. Or the Horns, something to do with the Clap. That's it. They did have a good name. The Clap, 24. And then Oons. No, no, not Oons. But there. Uh, Old Gill, 19. <clears throat> it was a really good game. Nico Hines played pretty well, um, considering he had so much pressure on him. I thought, you know, he, he just has to be mediocre and everyone's going to kill him. Or average and everyone's going to be killing him. He was slightly above. It was also great to see Chance looking good. Jack Whiten obviously was massive in this game. But the point of the game is that Moylan kicks a field goal with seven minutes to go-ish, in the last 10 anyway. They just need to defend that, and Canberra put it to them. 24-19. Well, if you're big, you got to play big. Hi, I'm Ali. Hi, I'm Lulu. And this is Lulu and Ali's Tipping. tipping. So this is round two of NRL Tipping. Yes. Let me get it up. I did well, I guess, in round one. You did. I hope. Um, so round two, Storms and Rabbitohs. Storms, Storms. for sure. They beat t- Tigers were winning at the start in round one, but they just yeah. they just lost by about ten points, I think. Uh, Panthers, Panthers and Dragons. Panthers. Panthers, okay. Roosters and Seagulls. That's Seagulls, a tough Seagulls. one. But let's check the statistics because they're actually yeah, right this time. No, no, I go roosters. Huh? I don't know why. Huh? Titans and warriors. Ooh. Warriors. No, I'm gonna see if warriors won last time. No, dragons won last time, mm. and dragons won by twelve points. So I'm gonna. Yeah. Titans Titus. maybe. Okay, so Paramount. now sharks. Paramount. And eels, eels yeah. Paramount. Yeah, I'm going to go with Paramounder too. They were going... Ooh. They went well. Um, Cowboys and Raiders. Cowboys. I think Raiders. They lost last time. They're versing the Bulldogs. They're versing the Bulldogs. No, that's Cowboys. No, they've the Bulldogs in round one. Okay. Cowboys and Bulldogs. Okay, now um, Knights and Tigers. Tigers. Knights and Tigers. Tigers. And Bulldogs and Broncos. Bulldogs. Bulldogs. That's what, that's what I think. Yeah, same. Okay, so Lulu and I have done our tipping. Yes. So we'll get you next week on Lulu, Lulu and Ali's tipping. Peace out. Peace. I'm feeling all right because I'm not going to get bruised. What do you mean, how am I feeling? Well, we found uh, the end of another ep. You legends who listened all the way through, thank you. We hope that you always get your dummies bought when you sell them. Give the podcast a cheeky five-star as well. Tell your friends. OD, if any of your sandbites got in, thanks for that, champion. Enjoy your sport for another week. Get around good people on the socials. And we'll talk to you next time, sports best friends. We wouldn't have got that win without your support. We heard you cheering the whole 60 minutes. And we bloody love yous. Hello and welcome to the Hypothetic RL Hyper M Awards for round one of the NRL season. So the Hyper M's is a weighted... Uh, 3-2-1 system 
that we are going to go through each week. Uh, each team receives a 3-2-1 for their own team, and then based on the result of the game, who they played, and a couple of the factors like that, they will receive a weighting to their 3-2-1. So I'm going to give you the 3-2-1s for both sides for each of the games, and then when we get to the end of those, I'll give you the top 10 as it stands after one round. Obviously just one round, so not that much happening. But uh, in the first game of the round, the Panthers versus Seagulls, uh, the top three for the for the, uh, the Panthers was Dylan Edwards, Isaiah Yo, and Sean O'Sullivan. The Seagulls was Martin Tapao, Kieran Foran, and Jake Trevojevic. Uh, in game two, which was the Raiders and the Sharks, the top three for the Raiders was Josh Papali, uh, Hudson Young, and Jack Whiten. Uh, for the Sharks, it was Blake, sorry, Blake Braley, Will Kennedy, and Dale Finucane. Uh, in the Broncos-Rabbitohs game, the top three for the Broncos was Payne Haas, Patrick Carrigan, and Billy Walters. The top three for the Rabbitohs was Jai Arrow, Campbell Graham, and Damian Cook. For the Roosters-Knights game, the Roosters' top three, Luke Keery, James Tedesco, and Angus Crichton. And the Knights' top three, Jake Clifford, Dane Gagai, and Kurt Mann. For the Warriors against the Dragons, the Warriors' top three was Josh Curran, Adam Fanua blake and Sean Johnson. For the Dragons, it was Michaeli Ravawa. Sorry, I'll say that again. Michaeli Ravalawa, Jaden Sewer, and Jack Bird. Uh, and for the West Tigers game, the top three was Dane Laurie, Luke Brooks, and David Nofaluma for the West Tigers. For the Storm, it was Jerome Hughes, Nick Meany, and Tyron Wishart. For the Eels Titans game, the top three for the Eels was Regan Campbell Gillard, Sean Russell, and Reed Marnie. For the Titans, Brian Kelly, sorry, Brian Kelly. Philip Sammy and Mo Fodawaka. I won't try and say his first name. Apologies to him. Uh, for the last game of the round, the Cowboys-Bulldogs, the top three was Jeremiah Nanai, Tom Gilbert, and Jason Tamalolo. For the Bulldogs, it was Jeremy Marshall-King, Josh Adokar, and Luke Thompson. So based on the results, their previous season, and everything else, uh, our top ten is Dylan Edwards on top with four points, Jake Clifford with 3.86, Payne Haas with 3.62, Regan Campbell-Gillard with 3.45, Michaeli Ravalawa with 3.37, Josh Papali with 3.33, Dane Laurie with 3.23, Jerome Hughes with the same, Brian Kelly with 3.04, and Martin Tapao with 3.03. Uh, the team of the year so far, the fullback Dylan Edwards, winger Michaeli Ravalawa, centre Brian Kelly, the 5'8 Jake Clifford, the halfback Jerome Hughes, Payne Haas at front row, Blake Braley, I apologize, I can't say Blake properly. Braley at hooker, Jeremiah Nanai at second row, and the lock, Jay, sorry, Jai Arrow. Uh, hope you enjoyed. I will keep you updated every week how we're going. And uh, yeah, enjoy your footy.